Welcome back to another episode of the Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Hewitt. And in this episode, we're starting a bit of a new series where we are highlighting uh, some of our customers who have just started podcasts. And in this episode, we are talking with Rob and Jill from fearlesscamping.com and the Fearless Camping Podcast. So, uh, Robert and Jill, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having us here. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So we were just chatting a bit before we got started. Uh, you all are actually camping right now. Is that is that right? So your show is all about camping and you're, you're kind of living the story as we speak. Is that right? Yes. Yep. We're in the mountains of Pine Valley, Utah right now. Cool. Cool. You know, this is this is not what I anticipated talking about, but I think this brings up a good point that a lot of people get really hung up on, you know, I have to have a... a you know, kick-ass podcast studio and a really expensive mic and all this kind of stuff to to create a podcast, certainly to sound good. Um, but but that certainly is not the case. Do do you all record a lot of your content kind of on the go like this, or is this the first time for you? Essentially, everything that we've done has been pretty much on the go. Uh, we don't have any sort of dedicated sound space. We've recorded in our bedroom, in hotel rooms, in the car. In the car. Yeah, wherever yeah. we can yeah, wherever we can get space, mostly quiet and away from the kids after they've yeah. gone to bed or we'll put a movie on for them to watch. Um, but no, I mean we've we have a very basic setup and don't have any dedicated space for it because we Because we're moving around. Yeah, we tend to be on the go, as as you say. So no, I think it's um it certainly would be nice. I'm sure our sound would be better if we had a dedicated space for it, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, we have we have a lot of people, especially those gearheads who say like, oh, I have to have this gear and that preamp and this $400 mic and padded walls and all this to, to start a podcast at all. And I mean, I think what y'all are saying is is you don't need any of that. You just need, you know, an iPhone and your little earbuds that, that plug in there, which is what you all are, are talking on right now is just a regular earbuds that come with your phone. And we're talking on Squadcast, and you're just using your your cell connection out in the middle of beautiful uh, Utah to to talk with me today. So I think it's great that you know we can kind of show firsthand that it doesn't have to be complicated, and, and you all sound great. So it's really cool, kind of lesson in that I think for everybody. Yeah. Um. Along those lines, have y'all run into anything? in kind of podcasting on the go that you've learned that you might want to pass on to other people that might be in similar situations, like mistakes you've made or things you would do differently next time? We've had a pretty good experience so far. We haven't run into any major issues. We have, I would say the biggest is there's been a, at least one episode we've completely re-recorded because the first time we sat down to record it, we had no outline planned we kind of had in our heads what we wanted to say but we hadn't written anything down and when it came to recording the episode it came out very jumbled and disorganized and just wasn't what we wanted and so we sort of said okay let's we got maybe 20 or 30 minutes in and we both said like okay this isn't going where we want it to it's not making it just not crisp and making sense like we want it to and so we stopped put it on pause it was kind of late in the evening so we we decided to come back the next morning and re-record after we'd sat down together. And it only took five minutes maybe to write out an outline, but it made a mm. huge difference. Then when we re-recorded that episode a second time, I think it was much better. Our our content right. and the message we were trying to to make was far clearer. Yeah, we knew where we were going. Because we'd gone in with a plan. 
Cool. And so now, like in subsequent episodes after that, do you make a bit of an outline for every episode or is that just kind of a one-off thing? Yes. Yeah, we always make an outline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just, yeah. and it's not a not an elaborate thing by any means. It takes five minutes at the most, but it definitely helps kind of keep us on point, helps us, especially because there's two of us, know where we're going and sort of what points each of us wants to make on the subject. Cool. I love it. I love it. I'd love to hear kind of the origin story of, of kind of why you started the podcast and, and what you're trying to achieve, maybe like what success would look like for, for y'all. I think it was probably what your dad told us after after we went uh, backpacking with him. Yeah, we took my dad on an epic adventure in the Gila wilderness, backpacking with all of our kids. And at the end of it, he was just like, wow, you guys, that was that was really different. Like I haven't, you know, when we're out there, there's not a lot of people with kids. It's usually, you know, young couples or just big groups of teenagers. And he was like, what you're doing with taking all your kids out is pretty, pretty neat. And a lot of people might like to do it, but they just don't know how. Um, so I guess we, we thought maybe we could share a little bit of what we know and some of our mistakes, which are many, uh, on a podcast. Yeah, and I've been I've been a consumer of podcasts for a long time. I think since maybe 2011 or 12, I've been if not a daily podcast listener, a, a very near daily listener on a whole bunch of subjects. And so I think for me, podcasting was a natural way to say, okay, we, we have this idea of being able to take your kids camping to a more extensive degree than just kind of setting up a tent in the backyard or going to front country campgrounds, but really like backpacking and um, getting out further than you think you can. And so podcasting was a a natural, kind of the first thing I thought of when it was like, okay, well, we have something we want to say. How should we, how should we say it? Cool. And is this the first podcast for both of you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we did until, until two months ago, I didn't know anything about podcast creation at all. Um, like I said, I'd been a consumer of podcasts, but had no idea even what it took to um, start a podcast. So it was all just kind of a crash course. And There's been a lot of learning. <laughs> learning how to mm. do it. Mm. And what's been the biggest surprise so far? Like the, the biggest thing you didn't expect? It, uh, it was really easy, actually. It was easier. I Editing. I'm so happy we mm. can edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I have to, like my kids interrupting every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of the two of us, Jill's a little bit more reticent sometimes. and. <laughs> has a little more shyness with the microphone, but part of what's helped is me saying, or kind of demonstrating that it, it doesn't matter. We can say, we can mess up. We can say something silly and just snip, snip, and yeah. no one ever hears it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, it's funny. I, d I guess we didn't do it before we started recording this episode because you all are podcasters, but it's something I often say before we start recording when I interview other people is, this will definitely be edited later. If you mess up, don't worry we will go back and, and clean everything up and make you sound great. So, you know, fire away as much as you want and we can clean it up later. And it gives, you know, whether it's your co-host or if you're interviewing folks, it gives them a lot of peace of mind that like, okay, I don't need to be perfect. It's not live on air. It's recorded. Right. It will be edited and you will sound great in the end. Yeah. One thing that we talk about a lot about is like community and using your podcast as a, a kind of a way to spread your message kind of within a group. Um, it is kind of camping and being in the wilderness and kind of exploring your boundaries, uh, a place that you all 
kind of participate in in other like areas of your life or is the podcast kind of a standalone thing there? So I've been pretty involved in uh, Boy Scouts for most of my life, as well as working with um, our church youth groups in camping. And so that's been uh, kind of a big offline community that I've been involved in uh, Hmm. for since I was 12 years old and a Boy Scout. Um, So that's been a, a big part of where I've kind of gained my experience and have worked with people for a long time. Yeah, Rob has all the experience here. Okay. Do you see uh, Do you see the podcast kind of bringing you into new areas in kind of your offline life? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we one of the main reasons we're doing it is to try and find, I guess, other people like us who like to do these fun things and make adventure happen, you know, with their families. That That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. And how is it going? I know y'all are kind of early on, but how is that going so far with like connecting with listeners and stuff? Well, it's mostly been friends and family so far. Yeah, um, we're still yeah. in the very early phase where we have, we really don't have a whole lot of listeners other than people who know us personally. So yeah. the feedback we're getting is very positive, but of course that has to be taken with a grain of salt. We have managed to get some of our friends signed up to come camping with us though. So Hey, there you go. Well, it's it's go. achieving your goals then. That's awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. As far as kind of getting back to, to content creation, so like I understand that, you know, the, the podcast is about kind of your adventures with camping and things like that. Do do you all kind of plan your activities around things you want to touch on in the podcast or is it kind of the other way around that you, you plan your camping and your activities and then talk about what you did in retrospect? I'd say it was the second we where we plan the camping first and then the podcast comes second. And in particular, we're on a big trip right now because I just got out of the army uh, about two weeks ago now. And I have about two months of paid vacation that I wasn't able to use while I was serving on active duty. And so we're doing a big trip kind of up the Rocky Mountains uh, from the Grand Canyon all the way to Glacier National Park and then over to Washington State and uh, Olympic National Park and Mount Rainier and some other places in Washington State. So we have sort of a unique opportunity for us to have a couple months of paid vacation from the army as I'm transitioning out of military service. And so that trip, we actually have been planning that trip for about nine months or so. Um, And like we said, we only podcasting only came on the radar about two months ago. And so certainly the, the camping dog is wagging the podcasting tail, I think. How is it you know, obviously kind of camping, I assume you'll have like a decent amount of stuff with you, like you're in a car and you stop at campgrounds some and have like connection to civilization. How is that aspect of it for, you know, kind of people on the go and in not as connected lives as as some other people live? How is that part of things working with kind of creating the content and and getting it out there and stuff? Like, are y'all managing that okay? The recording of the podcast can be anywhere because we're just doing it you know we we don't need an online connection for the the recording and then the way we've planned the trip we're doing about seven days camping and then about three days in an airbnb in a city like in between yellowstone and glacier we're going to billings for three days mostly again i mean that was before we even were thinking about podcasting that's so we can shower and do laundry (laughs) the laundry really builds up with five kids (laughs) rolling in the dirt all day I cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah, so, and then that's our way to kind of avoid camping burnout and make the trip, you know, a long, you know, couple months long trip more sustainable and a little bit more fun that we're not just camping and just in the tent and sleeping right. on the ground for two months straight. 
but that has that kind of what we planned around the logistics of just laundry and food and and whatnot is helping with podcasting as well because it means that we have a good internet connection and yeah every every yeah. every seven to ten days we have an internet connection and so the episode that we maybe recorded three or four days ago and we can sit down and upload it Gotcha, gotcha. You mentioned in the the message you sent to us originally that you make enough mistakes to have a good blooper reel. Are are y'all actually doing uh, like a, a a B roll set to to share as part of the podcast, or is that just a joke? Oh no, we just have a maybe a thirty second little run of bloopers at the end of the main content. That's cool. That's cool. Where did you get that idea? Um, we just had a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't recall. You know, it's funny because I put the first couple episodes out with the blooper reel on it, and Jill and I both just thought it was funny. And then I was like, I sat back and was like, wait a minute, I don't think, I don't think any of the podcasts I listen to have blooper yeah, reels. Yeah, we've never like we seen do. that before. So, but we like doing it. I mean, I guess it's every good. everyone needs their own style. And we just we had said a bunch of things that I thought were funny that I was cutting out as I was editing, and so I preserved a few of them and. Stuck them in the back as a blooper reel. Then people know we're not perfect. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, and I think that I think that's something to to kind of lean into, right? Is like we are all hobbyist podcasters, and to a certain degree, right? I mean, I think there's very few people that are professional podcasters, like Joe Rogan or something, or NPR, and and so to to bring a little bit of that humanity to your show is really helpful. I think that we talk to people about, especially about like interviewing, it is like really get personal and really get allow people to get emotional i guess uh in your shows and i think it brings out the the stuff that people listen to podcasts about because it is like the audio medium that that brings out that personal connection with people so that's cool that y'all are doing that i like it um so i know that you're just at the beginning of your of your journey but like what is what does success look like for you like you know 12 months down the road what what, what do you think success would look like for the show well, we'd like to have some people listen to it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Um, one of my first goals, I would love to start getting enough audience feedback to have maybe a monthly Q&A episode. Mm. Oh, yeah. Question. We've gotten, again, most of our audience is just friends and family. And so I get, I've gotten feedback through, you know, just direct text messaging. But several of our friends that we've picked up over the years, and, and especially friends that we don't see every day now, um, have contacted me with questions about, you know, what type of gear should I get or some of the logistics and different things, which is exactly the type of feedback I'd like to have from a broader audience. And so I think for me, a first kind of the first milestone that I like to hit isn't necessarily a number of subscribers as much as it is. I think it would be a lot of fun to have enough feedback and participation that we could start doing Q and a episodes, because I know on the, the other podcasts I listen to, those often are very valuable because it's a way for the host to share information directly answering what the audience is wondering about and cares about. And so I think that that's kind of the first milestone I have in my head. And whether that means we have 500 active listeners or 1,000 or, you know, some much larger number like 50,000, that's kind of the first thing I'm, I'm hoping to achieve over, over our first, you know, several months to year. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you mentioned uh, like text people are text messaging you and, and maybe emailing from the site or things like that. Is there anything that y'all are doing kind of in the show or other ways that you communicate with your audience to encourage or facilitate that feedback? Um, right now, it's just directing people to email us at fearlesscamping at gmail.com. 
Yeah, I think that that's we've talked about it on this show before. It's 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 kind of one of the hard things for podcasting in general. I think is you know we talk, people listen, and then there, there's not a kind of built-in natural way to within the podcasting kind of sphere for people to then participate back with the show. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if y'all if y'all figure that out, let me know. I'd love to I'd love yeah, to hear how you you crack that one. <laughs> yeah, there's not YouTube comments at the end of the podcast. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. No, but that's cool to hear that, you know, the number of listeners is not the metric of success. I think so many people get hung up on listenership and analytics and things like that, where, yeah, for a lot of people, that's not the most important thing. I I don't know that it's the most important thing for our show either. You know, the number of people we can help maybe is the the most important thing for us. And it sounds like same kind of thing for y'all is like number of people you can help and and kind of facilitate their journey um, along the way sounds, sounds more important than just listeners. That's cool. For folks who are just getting started, what kind of nugget of advice would you want to leave them with? Like something that y'all have learned that if you had it to do over again, you wouldn't make this mistake. Oh, for me, I've just been, I don't know, sometimes I feel really awkward talking. I don't, I, you can't see who you're talking to. And Rob's always just told me to just, just go, you know, pretend you're talking to someone you really like, a family, a friend. Yeah, so I, I would say just, just go and, and don't be afraid because you you probably have something good to say that can help other people. Yeah, I agree. I think that that just kind of getting out of your own skin and getting out of your own head is the hardest part, especially when you first record your voice for the first time and you hear it and you say, oh my God, is that what I sound like? This is, <laughs> this is terrible. Cool. Uh, is there anything else that you all would like to, to kind of share with listeners or any advice or feedback or kind of words of encouragement you, you guys would like to share? I think just that it's, definitely possible. And as I mentioned earlier, two months ago, I hadn't really even seriously thought about doing a podcast and had no idea how to go about starting it. And spending several hours, you know, between reading blogs, YouTube videos, and searching online, it really is something that's very, very doable. Attainable. And yeah, it's attainable and not... It, it, it more requires just the commitment to sit down and say, okay, I'm, we're actually going to do this. And so I'm going to teach myself, we're going to learn how to do it, and we're going to make it happen. And once I got over that mental hurdle, actually implementing it was not as difficult a challenge as I had, I guess, kind of just assumed it would be. Mm, I love it. I love it. I think that's a cool place to wrap up. Um, Robert and Jill from Fearless Camping, thanks so much for uh, for coming on our first Creator Spotlight. Uh, for folks who want to appear in future episodes uh we'll leave a link in the show notes for castos customers to be on a creator spotlight episode in the future but uh robert and jill thanks so much for coming on the show today thanks for having us yeah we really uh, we really enjoyed it mm-hmm.